Hello, this is Scott from the Asian Action Cast. Before we begin, I'm going to give you a quick tech update. Uh, if you're not interested in the behind-the-scenes technical stuff here, I suggest skipping forward maybe two or three minutes. So you might have heard us grumbling a bit on the podcast about some tech issues for our sound uh, equipment. What we use is a Zoom H4, which is a mobile recording unit. It has two microphone inputs. We've been using a splitter, so we can have four mics in there. And it does a pretty good job. It's kind of the standard. Mark Maron uses one for his podcast occasionally. Colt Cabana does too. We've been using it. And occasionally, we've had interference, like some radio or an iPod or a computer or something. I'll play a little sample right now. Bad guy Lee, he's got these two lackeys and he's hired this priest. And the lackeys are comedic effect. One of them's like actually got like... Did you hear that? That's not a Longmont Potion Castle remix there. That's someone's radio or something interfering. So we've had to scrap whole podcast because of that. Not very good. Bit, bit unreliable, but it gets the job done. So we upgraded to a mixer. We got a Behringer mixer, four input mixer, and we used a splitter cables so we could have like six people on there. And the Behringer mixer did the job, but over time, some of the inputs got a bit messed up and we started getting really bad sound. I'll put a sample into the most recent podcast we attempted to do. You can have a listen here of what we're dealing with. Um, Tonight, we watched... We Are Legends which is the uh, Hong Kong remake of Warrior. Or the and TV. not just something we shout out after we've done way too much meth. <laughs> and, uh, oh, we're legends. Oh, yeah, we're gonna not good. So we've got a new mixer. We've got a Mackie mixer now. It seems to be doing the job pretty well. Hopefully it'll last a long time because it's pretty expensive. So thanks for listening. And here's your regularly scheduled episode, Doberman Cop. Another Asian action cast. My name's Nathan. <laughs> With me tonight is Christian. How you guys going? Rachel. Hi. And Scott. Hello. I just want to point out we are live from the new and improved <laughs> Road Studios. I'll put some tech info at the can back you- end of this podcast, but oh, it's been a mission. Oh, like, yeah. Can you please blank out the street name? <laughs> yeah, we don't want to get killed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've uh, done some improvements down here. Um, the, the, ca- the seats now have cup holders, so... Uh, Hopefully it's listenable now. Um, yeah, so I apologize for uh, Kung Fu Zombie. That wasn't too bad. All right. Anyway, shall we get on with it? Let's do it. All right. So what did we watch tonight? Doberman Cop. 1977, starring our man, Sonny Shiba. Where did you pick this one? Uh, Where did you pick this one up from? What's the story? Uh, it's an Arrow Video Collection, Blu-ray, nice transfer. I got it with a bunch of other films. Uh, it's... Not what I was expecting. This is going to sound real dumb because sometimes I don't keep up with things, but I actually thought it was a sequel to Wolf Guy when I bought it. And I'm very wrong. It is not a sequel to Wolf Guy. What is Wolf Guy? Wolf Guy is a more of a supernatural. He plays a detective and he turns into a werewolf. It's pretty uh-huh. great. Uh-huh. That sounds good. Yeah, it was very good. That's you, mean you, hoping... <laughs> you mean you haven't listened to that episode? Oh, 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 oh sorry. Oh. I haven't kept up with the total oeuvre. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I wouldn't either. 
Um, so this came out in 77, uh, directed by Great Kinji year, by the way. Fukasaku. I'm going to go with that. Um, and it's based on a manga by Bronson, who also did uh, Fist of the North Star, I think. Is that right? You know what? That's I was what very you've been telling me. I'm okay. Gonna put, I'm going to put a potential spoiler right here now. I'm very disappointed that no one's head exploded through. No, but someone's head did explode. That's true. We did have explosions. <laughs> I was having a quick look at the manga and then like the a- the action scenes or just the scenes where stuff explodes, people get punched. They're pretty um, animated. Well, that's they cool. They look pretty good. All right. Yeah, it was pretty good. I think there's been a. There, I think there's a remake of this with um, what's his? I can never remember. Ricky Takechi. Ricky Takechi. Okay. Takechi. Anyway. Takechi. Takuchi. Yeah, that's the one. Right. So you, we kind of picked this one. We we're choosing like out of three. Yeah. And we're sort of like, oh, we'll just do a quick one because sort of. Bit late literally, there was no thought behind it. It was literally just. Die. It was like flip, flip a coin. Let's see what happens. And yeah, uh, a three-sided coin. The the back description kind of doesn't really uh, rank up to what was expected, but it was still a pretty cool movie. Yeah, like the the back makes it sound like it's a zany adventure, and this There's is lots of cool music. Yeah, it's not that cool. Mu- the music's actually pretty crap. Mostly, like the the background music's like noodly guitar, but then it, there's these long, like, sad mopey songs. The same one like four times. I mean, we'll, we'll get into it, but like on the back it says, it says, "Oh, there's biker gangs and modern pop music," and it's like, "Oh, it's the '70s, and maybe there's some cool, you know, funk or some kind of wacky and it's very uh, uh, maudlin kind of." Not Enka, but like old style. It's lounge music. Yes, yeah. it's just lounge music with Tom Jones thrown in the beginning. Kinda. So, shall we start this film off? Let's of course, it. it opens with uh, the Toei. Press play. The Toei uh, waves crashing on a rock, and then it moves into. It's a pretty quick exposition, actually. Yeah. It jumps yeah, yeah. straight to a murder scene where the chief, well, not chief, but the one of the main uh, police inspector is, or something. They've cordoned off the area, and there's a burnt body in there, and they're sort of taking out bits of evidence, like, and it's a pretty nice-looking burnt-up corpse. Like, it looks fake, but it looks <coughs> gross. Good for them. Very poor handling of evidence, so I say. Oh, man, it's the, it's the 70s. They don't give a fuck. They're smoking on the scene. <laughs> <laughs> there's, uh, it, it all, like, there's been a fire, and um, they've got flashlights everywhere. What's and... more smoke, I guess? <laughs> um, and they're just like, they've found this piece of evidence, which is a belt. Yeah. And what, what does one of the dudes say? He goes, smell this. Puts it up right to the inspector's face. <laughs> Urine. Smells I mean, like that's, piss. that's what happens when you get choked to death. It's all piss and mull away. <laughs> well, I've a burnt corpse. Yeah, you know, know. That, that, that's a lot. I mean, that. I mean, I've never had to. I've never had to figure that out. But that maybe would, one that day. That would be like elephant amounts of urine to like smell that after a fire. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not a. <laughs> I am not. I'm not the urine sniffer. You know, I don't. I'm, I'm not that. I don't have that anymore ability. anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. <laughs> What were you saying, Rich? I was going to talk about bottling into a perfume, but never mind. All right, that's, that's also ambig- very gross. That's isn't it? That's whale. Ambergris, vomit. E- e- what's whale? What's it called? E- ambergris. 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 Yeah, ambergris. yeah that's, that's stuff from Wales, right? Yeah. yeah. No, it's from Scotland. Hi! <laughs> the Isle of Man. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Mike. We kind of crash cut to Mr. Chibo. Walking in. You all right there, Christian? <laughs> He's dying. Was that funny? Anyway. I got him. So, so um, yeah, he goes to the station. So he walks in. He's wearing this, like, straw hat. He's got a kind of a cool jacket, though. And he's wearing his pants real tight. Sonny Jeebers. Sonny Jeebers was wearing skinny jeans before skinny jeans were even popular. Like, But I will say this. 
Eyebrows not manicured. He's not up to standard. I expect a level of perfection with my Shebas. <laughs> they probably did it to play up his, you're a bumpkin. Yeah, character. he's a bumpkin. Also, what has he got? He's got a pig. Thank you. He's got. He's carrying this giant knapsack over his shoulder. And we don't know it at the time. But then he goes into the office and he pulls out this pig, which was a gift from his mother for the other cops. Yeah, because they're helping him out. They, you know, he's, and he keeps, and they're all talking about what's going on. And he's like, oh, we, this is y- Yuna? It's Yuna, right? Yeah, the person. Yeah, and he, this is a missing person from Okinawa. So he's from Okinawa. It's a missing person from the islands. And, and so he's come over and they're, they're, things are a bit backwards in Okinawa, apparently. These people are weird. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's yeah, going on. Is there a stereotype you have of people from the country, like dumbass? Pretty much. They're, yeah, it's like they're bumpkins. Um, but from the boonies. Yeah. So he's talking to him, and they're like, "Oh, we, Yuna's dead. We're really sorry." And at this point, him and the other cops are getting along all right. Like he's not. They, they're making a bit of fun of him, but they're not like treating him like complete garbage, and they're sympathetic. But he's Yuna's been missing for five years. They say. And he's like, oh, well, this is the end of her tale. Oh, prostitution and sadness. And he's like, oh, well, I best, best get going. But why does he get the inclination that she's not dead at this point? What happens remember. is he's looking at the evidence. Um, but th- there's something here I, I just I want to make um, like clear before we move on to the... the that everybody's smoking? No, not, not so much that. That's, that's normal for these 70s movies. Just going back to that pig... He puts it out, tries to put it out on the desk, right? And like it's squealing and everything. And the cops are all like, no, don't touch it. Don't, we don't want it. We don't want it. He actually wants to cook this pig. He, it's not, this isn't a pig that he's carrying around as a pet. It's he actually wants them to cook this fucking thing up. He wants them to. to yeah, that's what it's for. It's pig. <laughs> it's I, feel, I feel like he's actually fond of this pig because uh, he never does anything to harm it. I think the translation is literally, "Hey, break its neck and cook it up. It'd be good." Yeah, I think he's he's a little bit smarter than he appears, and he's just there to like. You think he's using the pig as like an icebreaker? Well, like to appear dumber to, and stupider yeah, than he is. Maybe to bring the pig. Maybe his mother wanted to bring the pig, so he just brought it along anyway. So they, they go to a, a room where they're like they're going through all the evidence and. He, he, he's sort of standing at the back and he's got this... I think he gets like that sixth sense going on that like cause he's looking at photos and he's looking at, at the evidence they've got and he, he's just not sitting right with him. No. Well, they're kind of like, this photo matches, case closed, pretty much, you know. I thought there was a scene in between those two. After that, when he questions and? them... Because he, he puts up and says, oh, I'm not sure that's right. I think there's two different people and they're like, no, 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 you... And he says something about a, a prophecy that... Um, Better uh, Una and stuff like that, and the cops just laugh at him because he's, you know, bumpkin. Bumpkin. He's like, oh, your tales of priestesses and, and all this stuff. It's like that's it, priestesses and stuff like that. Yeah. But so, if they go to the next scene, and there's like a, a picture of this this the photo they have, and they've superimposed like uh, an X-ray of the skull over the picture, and it all looks like it matches up. So they're saying that this is the person because of this evidence. All in the meantime, they're saying we can't get the fingerprints off this belt. It's made of plastic. And during this time as well, they're beating the shit out of Hotshot in the other room. Hotshot was apparently dating or screwing Yuna. Isn't that what they make the point of? And, and he's like, I got an alibi. And the couples are like, yeah, sure, you got an alibi. Beat, 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 beat. All right, so we, Hotshot um, here is he's just this, the, he's a member of this local um, bikey gang that the, the cover of the movie made so 
much mischief yeah, they're, they're hippie bikies. They're 77 bikies. Free love kind of weirdo hippie bikies. Um, but they also show up, don't they, at this point at the front. They're all driving around going, yeah. Like, so his biker gang showed up and said, give us back Hotshot. He was with us. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so doesn't Doberman Cop, doesn't Sunday Chiba leave the station at this point and go into Shinjuku? Uh, Kabukicho, yeah. Yeah. He's walking around and he comes across this Coke machine. And um, he, he goes to put a coin in it and he looks up and there's like these empty bottles on top of the machine. There's one that's full and he picks it up and then this, this the Asian version of Matthew Perry comes up and goes... I don't understand where you get Matthew Perry from. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone with a short, short haircut? Scott, back me up here. He looks like more Dave Coulier. He's like, cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Um, Sorry, sorry, Mike. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Uh, anyway, um, so he goes there and he, the guy grabs a bottle of him and says, oh, there's a poison Coke scandal. Haven't you watched the news? And the guy's like, no. <laughs> I'm from an island. There are no news. So they, they get into a thing. This guy is obviously some kind of comedian because he's, um, what's his name? It's in, I saw it a second ago. Jesus Christ. Do you have yeah. it, Rachel? Totally yeah. prepared here. Who's, who, who's, who's a comedian? The DJ guy. I'm pretty sure he's a comedian. Like the uh, the brothel sort of hype man. Yeah. Like give it up for Cherry or whatever. Uh, I think we were just we were just speculating. I'm not sure if that's the case or not. While they're yeah. looking that up, I'll progress the storyline. I can't remember his name is the problem. <laughs> he, um, the, ca- the character's name, I've totally forgotten it. He gets there and um, they're talking about uh, he's looking for... Uh, Dave, Sonny Chiba gets there and goes, oh, I'm looking for a prostitute. And he goes, no, no, they'll take 20,000, 30,000 yen off you. Go to this place... And you can see the real deal. Come with me. Follow me. So he's following him. And then it comes to this uh, like strip show. And he's sitting at the front. And this girl comes out in uh, a kimono. Face is all done up. And she begins a little show. And then the next thing you know, um, the pig in the bag starts squealing. And people are like, keep it down. What are you doing? And the, and the girl sees this pig and just instantly like has a hard on for Sonny Chiba. I mean, it, honestly, this is such a good thing. I'm gonna, I don't wear links anymore. I'm going to carry a pig around with me. So she get, literally says, I like you, leaps at Sonny Chiba, and everyone in the front row starts taking Sonny Chiba's clothes off. And she jumps on him and is literally making out with him there and then. Meanwhile, the guy that gave him the coke and brought him there has grabbed the pig, ran backstage because he doesn't want the pig there. And then the other girls are telling him that she's actually just doing it with Sonny Chiba on the stage. He turns around, pig in hand, and he's just, uh, he's just yelling and screaming, and, and Sonny Chiba's just having the time of his life. This girl's all over him. And the next scene goes to... Scott? I don't know. I was trying to think about... Um, <laughs> no, I was thinking about this wacky, like, oh, this pig, and they're sort of running around the pig. It's, eh. I feel like every, every 20, 30 minutes need to have some sort of exploitation scene so people wake yeah, up. Yeah, they were definitely boobs. Oh, there's some boobs here. I feel like they've gotten their, you know, how many... 1200 yen whatever i don't know how much a movie ticket cost in 1977 yeah but of of like you know smart it's it this is i mean by our standards these days it's not really um you know it's it's only only, you get the obligatory tit shot which is like 10 15 seconds long at best and you know that that's pretty much it's not like you know in fact most of these they're not walking around in this movie they're not walking around topless they're not doing this there's just most of the times they either fall down or have been Found um, with their top off. It's not quite like pinky violence exploitation. Just like, oh, yeah. here's a titty. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's borderline. 
Um, so that happens. He sort of ingratiates himself into this like weird backstage stripper place. He sort of starts staying there. They're keeping the pig for him. Yeah. And it's funny because um, the girl that made out with him is now grooming his pig, cleaning it, brushing it, you know, going on about how pigs are, are really nice once you get to meet, to know them. And, and and this is where I got a bit confused because he just – and then it kind of switches to a high-rise building and someone's got this lady kit, uh, like, oh, we're totally missing a scene. Missing a scene. Yeah, we're missing, missing a scene of the singing, the singing scene. The, I'm going to try and forget those because they were pretty bad. We cut to a, <laughs> a recording session in the sleaziest recording studio in the world with like 12 dudes – Standing around this lady called Mickey Harano. Who is Rachel? Who is the Janet, actress? Janet Hutter. Yeah, Hutt, yeah. And she's uh, starting to sing a song and they're all recording, sitting around smoking. And she's like, she coughs and runs off. It's like, oh, excuse me. She's bad. Uh, and they go backstage and she's kind of freaking out a bit. She's like, she's, I can't do this. I suck. Her manager comes in, who is obviously the uh, driving force behind her, aka her pimp, and basically says, you, you know, you're going to be a star. Let's go out there. Let's finish it. And she's I put like, all my I put all my eggs in your basket. Yeah, pretty much. He's uh, he's we find out he's an ex um, yakuza and he's still um, a yakuza. Well, he, he he might not be working for any particular family. Mm. He, he, I and I don't think he wants to be doing illegal shit. If that makes sense. I, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> he he his, his his motivation to this is to make her a star, live off her money, so he doesn't have to do all the yakuza stuff. He he's tired of that lifestyle. So he wants to make her a star and just like sit back, collect the checks and, and that sort. Living uh, the dream. And also, while she's freaking out in a sort of I need a fix phase, he does something that kind of pops up a bit later on but isn't truly explained to me. He kind of pricks over a pin, makes a bleed on her hand a little so, bit. So the reason, the reason he does this is because she wants, I, I, I need a fix, I can't, I need, I need drugs to so sing. she used to be a junkie and he's like, you've spent three years getting better. Like, you know... And, but she's like, no, I need my hit. I don't what, know why What kind of drugs can you put on a pin that goes on your tie? I don't necessarily know there were drugs It's on not it. drugs. It's What happens was she's sitting there freaking out. She He sticks her with the, the pin, simulating the, the needle going in. She thinks, what What are you doing? And it's like a placebo effect. Sort of, yeah. So, or maybe there were drugs on it. No, there's a lot of things that are not explained and maybe I don't need to know and it just happens. I think it's more like a release. Like, oh, oh, I felt the cut and that's the, the rush of the adrenaline. <laughs> saying she's coming. a cutter? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, so <laughs> so then do we move to that? It's like in between there somewhere. They move to the high rise because now we've been introduced to Mickey. So Mickey's being held hostage by this dude and he's like, I love her, I love her. And there's all these police in the thing and they don't know what to do. And there's one hot-headed cop who's like, I'm just going to go in there and shoot that dude. And everybody's like, you're crazy, man. you nuts. What I love about the cops in this movie is whenever they're together, they spend more time fighting each other than they do the actual bad guys because they're the most disorganized police force I've ever seen in, in, in a movie or whatever. They're just constantly going like... They're either all following one dude or they're all trying to stop one dude from killing another dude. It's they're pretty Keystone fantastic. Cops. It really is. They're pre- they are pretty fantastic. There's a cool shot. They look up and they kind of zoom in on the building and whoom, on the, the window. I like that shot. Yeah. And and for some... This is the bit I didn't understand. Why the hell does he show up there? Sonny Chiba's uh, character's name is Kano. Yes. In this. And um, he, he, he just opens a door and walks in and... There's like 50 cops all in a hallway. He just kind of saunters in. Yeah, but how does he... Why? I don't understand. His spider sense tingles. And he's like... 
The priestess <laughs> told a him great to. Many things he did the shells. What are you talking about? Movie. All right. Okay. So I'll happened. let it go. They Before just... we go, um, just want to mention that Christian mentioned the shells in in the scene where he is talking about the victims and looking at the evidence. He pulls out these shells. That's later on. Is this? Okay. Yeah, they, well, they go back to the fucking right, place. Well, like that's after I got back from the think bathroom. It, th- think about that. Think, yeah. But he pulls it out too. Yeah. So yeah, he's a spiritual so, man. Anyway, he's saying that. Um, He's actually backing up the hot-headed cop saying, you know, there is a way, sort of a better way to do this. And he says, like, I can go up to the roof. And he says, you'll need ropes. He says, that's fine. He says, you'll need a hammer to smash the windows. And he goes, my arms... Are stronger than hammers. And my legs are stronger than my arms. And they're like, give this man a beer. <laughs> he gets the award, the Chuck Norris award. So they go up to the top. And in a really, I think it's a decent scene too, because it's actually Sonny with ropes around him at the top. And the cameraman's sort of looking down on him as he goes down the... He the does bit. it very slowly, but it is a it is a stunt. He's yeah. doing a stunt. It's kind of awkward, yeah. but I think that works. Yeah. I mean, it's not... Because um, one of the things I noticed about this, a lot of the moving shots or shots like this have no steady cam. No. The guy is literally holding a camera and looking down at Sonny Chiba as he navigates himself down via ropes down the... Um, down the side of this building. And how are they all, like, synchronizing themselves? Like, oh, another five meters. Let him down another five meters. How are they doing it? With the giant-ass, like, walkie-talkies that are huge. They're, like, Nam, size, these are ones size from of Nam. briefcases. And the aerials are so huge. Yeah, those big military walkie-talkies that you see in army movies, they're fucking awesome. Yep. Or the first Nokia, as there's I call it. There's some good future tech in these things. There's also, <laughs> some, there's also some great old cars. I prefer the technology of the... Um, was it superimposing the two images, aka two projectors? Yeah, that was great. The technology's really advanced, you know. No, yeah, they said that. Oh man, this cost us a lot of money. We had to get special permission to do this. Yes. <laughs> to satisfy your curiosity, this local school down the road only let's borrow this projector on <laughs> two-hour limit. So they, um, so he, so they synchronize, and as soon as he bursts through, he kung fu kicks the shit out of this baldy with a with a knife. And he saves the day, and all the women, all the all the police burst in from the door, and and the manager's there, and he and he grabs Mickey, and as he's like rushing Mickey out the door, Kano looks over, and he's like, mm, "She doesn't. She looks like someone I might know or something. I don't know." He's got that look in his eye of like, "Yeah, I know that girl from somewhere." I think she's the person that they keep on saying is dead. I just randomly came to this building and found her. <laughs> Everything's coming up, Kano. Anyway. Kano wins. So does he go back to the, the strip club now or does he go to... You wouldn't think we watched this movie, would you? straight to the club where she's singing the song yet again. Mm. You go back to a... Um, it's not... It's back to the... Um, uh, the bikers. bikers. Yeah. No, no, he doesn't go to the bikers yet. He hasn't met... He meets... He meets... Um, what's his face? Hotshot at the club. That's right. He goes to um, his workplace where he works as a bellboy or... A, um, yeah. Was a bellboy? Yeah, like a greeter or some or waiter or something like that. Yeah. And um, he sees Mickey. So Mickey has her song and he, and he, she's like playing the room and it's really long and the song's bad, so let's not dwell on it. Still got the pig with him. Still got the pig with him, though. That's amazing. And um, it's well behaved. If he wanted to eat the pig, he wouldn't carry it around with him everywhere, would it's he? It's a gift. At some point, he should have just given it to someone to eat. Could you imagine if he, at the end of the movie, like he takes it back to his mom and she's pissed? Yeah, he she would be because that was a gift for someone. <laughs> You've brought shame to our village. You should it's have left it somewhere. 
what I love is that the pig is always making noise. So imagine in all these sequences when there's a pig, it's squealing, making noise, being annoying, because it's a real pig. And there wasn't a Tylenol PM to give it back then. No. You can't just drug a pig. No. So That sounds like a challenge. So he gives the uh, he gives Hot Shot like I don't know how much money. He's like, hey, how did, what is he to get behind? They, they meet they meet him in the. He's like, come to the toilet. I got I got to speak to you. Yeah, which is always sketchy. Yeah, it looks very sketchy. And Hot Shot's like, ah, oh, you seem like a cop. And he's like, you cop face, you're a cop. And he's like, no, I'm not. Do I look like a cop? I'm like, yeah, you fucking do. Look like, like a cop. if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck. So the thing duck. is. Uh, there's a there's a quick scene before this where they go back to where the people are looking after his pig, and they call they have a news report on what uh, Kano's just done, and they call him Tarzan. Yes, Tarzan cop, because it shows pictures of him going down the building and and with the ropes. They call him Tarzan, and this is where uh, Hot Shot goes. Wait a minute, I think I, you're the cop. They call Tarzan. I knew you were a pig. You know. Yeah, he's right. Called him on it. He said, "No, I left that in the back." <laughs> <laughs> so, so at this point. After the show, the waiter figures out. Hotshot figures out that Mickey isn't who she says says she is, and she go. He's go. He he goes back there and shows her a like a little sign saying, "I know where you, I know who you are. Meet me at like two a.m." He wants at an autograph. Place. He doesn't really want an autograph. Yeah. He go, he makes it. He knocks on the door and they open the backstage. He's like, "Someone for an autograph." And the manager goes, "No, no, do this for this guy." And he goes up with a blank piece of paper or a picture of it, and he turns a picture around and it's got written on there, "I know your secret." You know. Yep. Come backstage. I'll be at your house at 3 a.m. And this is my favorite bit of this whole movie. He le- he rips up the pieces of paper, throws it in a trash can. He walks like three feet, and Sonny Chiba jumps down. Kano jumps down, opens the trash can up, puts that puts the thing back together like it's a puzzle, and goes, I know where I have to be. See, the thing is... In this like, scene, that's amazing to me. That's, like, so stupid. One of the content we're missing here is he does... There's a bin next to a set of stairs, right? He... Rips it up and turns around and walks past the stairs. He literally hasn't left the scene yet. And you can see Sonny Chiba's feet coming down the stairs. <laughs> as soon as he leaves the scene, Sonny Chiba's down the bottom of the stairs, right into the bin, putting the puzzle back together. It's lit. And he didn't exactly rip it up small. It's like in five pieces. It's great. I love that scene. It it's makes no sense. It's amazing. Good detective work there. That's right. <laughs> I mean, like how he never saw him is... This is the thought we could It makes couldn't. me just think it was so easy to get away with crimes back in the day. They couldn't even get the fingerprints off a, a belt. A plastic belt, yeah. Because it was plastic. I yeah. was like, wasn't, isn't that Man, easier? Uh, so, many, so many people must have just been like arrested for no reason. <laughs> and so many people who were guilty must have just got away with shit. Like, yeah, it was that guy. He was in the wrong place. <laughs> anyway, so um, we, we then we go to Mickey's apartment, I guess. No, doesn't he um, go to the bikey thing now? Isn't no, this- again... They go there after he gets his shit beaten. They meet, essentially, they meet at... So, Hotshot, the bikey guy, goes to the, the apartment to do the meet, right? <laughs> and then he's... Who is he met by? Not Mickey. The, the group of thugs that the manager hires, basically. The, 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 there's this group of people that the manager has that's always with him. Like Maybe they're Yakuza people, maybe they're not. Maybe they're just hired like, goons. Hired goons. Oh, Hired goons. Hired goons. <laughs> yeah, hired goons. <laughs> and they grab him, bring him in, and they're going to go and... And they start beating the shit out of him. <clears throat> now, enter our hero. First proper fight sequence of the film. He literally kicks the door to him. Cause he's, oh, man. It's Hot Shot's getting the shit kicking. And he's like... <laughs> the door comes in. And, and then this, Sonny this, Chiba wrecks fucking house. Yeah, Sonny Chiba, this, the way these fight scenes are set, uh, shot, reminds... I think Nathan, you brought this up first. 
It's like the it's old... Star Trek. It looks like Star Trek. Yeah. I was going to say Batman. Start rocking, and Batman too. They just start rocking the camera back and forth to make it more dynamic. So if you flip somebody, the camera flips in the same direction as the yeah. guy. You know, yeah, like, yeah, it's or, great. Or I'm watching uh, WWE, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and it's, it's interesting and you kind of don't see that that often. No, not anymore. You definitely don't see it very much anymore. It, 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 all it needed was like a, a thwap and a pow, like in a speech bubble to come up on the... Except that Sangachiba, and this fight is pretty good. Like, the actual moves and stuff, like, he's punching and kicking and flipping and hurting the fuck out of people. Unfortunately, he smashes a whole table in half. This is a great... The, the table thing, like... Guy picks up a table to go and, and, and smash Sangachiba, and he does this chop, and the cut on the table is so precise, ninjas with swords couldn't do it that way. It no, was just... Great. The best cut I've ever seen by a human hand. It was great. Oh, it so doesn't good. flinch. It's, they just keep fighting it. And it's a weird, awkward kind of fight too. It's not like he's he's coming out clean. It's like No, he's getting hit. It's very... The way I would describe it, it's a good middle ground between like American fight scenes at this point in time and like Hong Kong fight scenes. Like it's... It's got that Wild West bar brawl feel to it. Yeah, but, but they're still doing spin kicks and yeah. like locks and throws. The only thing I'd say about this is this this does suffer from un- some unfortunate camera placement. Oh, yeah. Where a few hits... Um, you really see that they don't connect. <laughs> they're a little bit further away than they should be. Yeah. Also, at all times, Sonny Chiba looks a bit like Columbo. Oh, yeah, there is that too. Like he's about to... About to come. Oh, just one more thing. Just just one more thing, Scott. Where were you on the night of the 15th? So they kick the shit out of these guys. They're all taken care of and they want to find Mickey. Yes. They burst into the bedroom and she's sort of passed out in the bed. And we get another nipple. Well, she's basically naked on the bed because that's yeah. what you do when you take drugs, right? You take off all your clothes. Yeah, because... You just don't want any clothes on you when you're, when you're high, I guess. You don't want any clothes on you when you've got spiders calling. And then uh, Sunny <laughs> Chiba bursts in and quickly checks if she's still got a pulse. All right. Now, this is the greatest... Oh, you're going to... We've got to set this up. So she's kind of looking passed out and maybe looking a bit dead. She's half naked, like Rachel said. Nathan, how does he check to see if she's alive? I just said that. I just said what, what what he does. Yeah, but Scott wants to linger on I the puffer. Oh, my God. We really have to set this up. Do we this have is, to? No, we don't. This is, Do you have to mansplain it longer? This is, this, the funny, this is a <laughs> this funny... Whole, this, this whole podcast is mansplaining. <laughs> this is really a funny part because he jumped, he's right next to her and he slams his face on her chest to listen to for, her, for, a, heart, uh, for a heartbeat. And it's just perfectly placed. Just right on top of the on the. It's just run the tits. I was like, chest is here, tits is down here. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny. It's like, whoom. and I mean, so and you just know so stuff that it, shot it, up it nineteen it lingers times. Lingers on that shot a little bit, and then he covers her with a little negligee thing, and then they and then hotshot comes and goes. I can hear the cops coming. It's like, but but he's not sure if he wants to leave. It's like, I can hear the cops coming, dude. So they leave, and this is where they go to the coolest hangout. That I've ever seen in, in a TV or a movie. It's great. It's filled with lights that have obviously stolen off cop cars. <laughs> oh, the, the, there's, a, there's a dude playing an acoustic guitar. You know that's the sign of a great, great party. It's a cigarette on a stick. Yeah, the, like. they're obviously acting like it's weed, but it's definitely not weed. It's just a cigarette. It's amazing. It's one of the best parties I've ever seen. And this is the thing I don't get. Sonny Cheeb is this cop from an island. He goes and hangs out with these guys. Like, Hey, man, he's spiritual. <laughs> he's undercover. Have you seen those islands? They're crazy, man. Yeah, man. 
But what does he call himself? A uh, Okinawan uh, fruman. Fruman. Funani. Fuman. Fuman. Fumani. Anyway, yeah, which means crazy person apparently. Um, but he's, you know, he's obviously down with the hippie shit. He's doing things with like bits of rope and throwing shells around, puka shells. It's obviously going to make a necklace out of that at some point. So he's hanging out with them and they're all talking. And then, then Hotshot goes, man, I've got a cool gun. And he pulls out a big gun and everyone's like, holy fuck. Like the guy playing the guitar at the start is like record scratch. All yeah. the music stops and like, huh? He's got wearing this amulet. 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 Amulet around his looks neck. Like a, looks like he stole it off a bad like costume for a pirate. Yeah, it looks like a police badge. That you're using. <laughs> I thought it looked like a pirate's eye patch. <laughs> and it's got like this pouch on it. He pulls it out and it's a Magnum 40, a 44 Magnum bullet. And he goes, oh, this is my good luck charm. And he goes, look at this, and pulls out a 44 Magnum. It's like Dirty Harry shot the movie and said, can we borrow that quickly? Same lot, same thing. Just like, And he's walking, so he's got this, oh... 44 Magnum that's got... And doesn't doesn't um, uh, Kano say the same thing? It's like, most powerful handgun in the world. <laughs> Literally, like... And he goes... Oh, yeah, keep Penis it. envy. Hotshot goes, oh, it'd be a shame if the cops... You know, the cops take it away if they found it, so I've got to hide it. And he goes, oh, look after it. I may need it. It's got one in the chamber. It's like... Yeah, it's not foreshadowing or anything. It's like it, the, the scene ends with him showing the gun to the camera, like... Holding it sideways. All these dangerous things in this movie. Ooh. Sex, drugs, guns, bikers. Yeah. Crappy police. Yeah. See, so a first year film student would see all those red lights and the thing go, oh, symbolizes danger. We've seen first year film students. They make kaiju. <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> Brutal. Uh, so at, at this point, he like leaves, does he? What happens here? I think I may have gone to the bathroom now. <laughs> So we go back to uh, Mickey and her manager um, with a bit more plot exposition. There's not really a lot going on here. She just they kind of explain that she was in New York and she's not always pressured or there's these dates and go here and go there. And she's like, Ugh, so much work, so much work, just singing and going from place to place. Oh, and then she's being part of the star star search contest, which is a big deal. It's a precursor to Idol somewhere in the world. 1977 Idol. Is it, is it like their New Year's Eve thing that they do with all those singers or is that comedians? <laughs> Star Time Joe is like, what, just like a big singing yeah. singing uh, performance thing. Yeah, anyway, it's young it talent matter. time. Essentially. Um, so I wasn't that, in the room, so keep going, everybody. <laughs> so after that, we head back to another... Um, Sonny is... Um, he's doing his investigative thing. He goes back to the cop shop and um, he's trying to convince the, the cops that... They've got the, the person they think is dead is alive and that there's two girls, not this one. And he's bringing up all this stuff and they keep laughing at him because just as he gets on a roll with the evidence and stuff, he brings up the priestess and the shells and everything like that. And they just laugh at him like, go back to the boonies, you know. The, the, head, the head cop at this point is just like literally telling him, um, you're a nuisance, go back to where you came from, you know, we're going to do real police, police work here. And it's like, All yeah, right. we're gonna we're gonna use phrenology instead. <laughs> Essentially, is what they say. That's the level of science at that time. <laughs> well, the, anyway, I, I didn't. I wasn't in the room. I came back. I came back with um, um, hot shot jumping off of a thing and almost getting killed by that cop. There's a second. So I don't have, know what's in there. Apart from I, that's all I remember. That's when I came at back. At this point, we see this uh, car pull up, and and there's a, a guy with a mask. He's wearing dark glasses, a hat, and he's covering his mouth. 
And he goes in. So it looks like every Japanese person I've ever seen on the street <laughs> when I'm in Hong Kong. I'm in Tokyo. Hong Kong. Jesus Christ. So he goes in and he goes to this. It's, uh, we, at, at first I thought it was the girl who was looking after the pig, but it's not. It's, uh, it's a girl who looks similar to that. And he walks in there and grabs her and then puts her in a, um, a sleeper lock and then breaks her neck and then gets gasoline and pours it all over her, sets her on, lights a fire and jumps in the car and drives away and kills this girl. As he's going up, the hotshot is coming down. He's like, hey, watch it. Yeah. And, and then, then... So hotshot goes back up? Sorry, yeah. The, 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 the opposite of what I said. Yeah. <laughs> so he realizes there's fire and he sees the cops and he thinks, well, they'll blame this on me. So he jumps down and then the hotshot cops there and... Like, now that's very confusing. Don't don't call the the crazy cop hotshot cop <laughs> when there's actually a character called hotshot. Right, that's so really confusing. One of the head cops is there and he's like, "All right, where are you going?" And he tries to get away and, and then they just jump on him and he's like, "No, I've got you now." And they take him back to the the police yeah, station. He, he gets away. Hey? Thing, thing is that he's helping him trying to put out the fire. Jumps down like, "Hey, you come upstairs. You must be guilty. Come with me." And then he tries to fight him off. Doesn't he get away? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah. Hmm. I have a hard a time following this, this film in my mind for some reason. There's <laughs> a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of back and forth. There's, there's a lot, you know what it is? It's a lot of let's go to the same scene. Like the, they go back to that cop room like four or five times mm. for different reasons and they go back to the um, stripper place a couple of times and they go yeah. back. Yeah, so I, I keep thinking... The scenario, the sequence of events, and I keep getting them wrong in my head. It's very confusing. Stupid movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think um, uh, Kano chases after the guy in, on a motorcycle. No, oh. he chases after. No, I'm think, I'm getting confused now. I'm getting. See, confused. you're getting. Yeah. So what happens now? Did anyone actually watch this movie at this point? <laughs> <laughs> so, so he he is. So we know that Hotshot escapes. We know that. Um, do we go? Maybe we so go to a shit hot, scene. Hotshot goes to um, Hotshot goes to the manager's, well, the girl's hotel. That's room. right. He's got it. He's like, I got to fucking take off. Give I, me ten million dollars. So he goes, gets the gun, and he, he goes up there, and he's like, I want fifty million. And the guy just happens to have it, and he's safe. He's like, All right, I'll, I'll give you fifty million. So he um, he puts it on the table, and unfortunately, fifty million is like five bricks of money. Too much. And he's a moron. He tries to pick it up. At that point, you go, ah, put it in a bag, dickhead. See, he's, at the moment, he's surrounded by all these people. Now, they, they, he pulls out the magnum, but they don't know he's only got one bullet. So he's sort of like swinging around, and they're all trying to sneak up behind him and grab him. And like, i got to say, for Hent, for hired goons, they're, um, they're fearless people because they just are willing to just jump at this guy at any moment. Like, yeah. if a guy came in here with a... Wouldn't it, regardless if I knew he had one bullet or not, with a forty-four Magnum, I would try to get as far as away from it. That man if, turned if his back. If he had a nine mil, I wouldn't want to get shot. <laughs> so he's like waving around. They're all like, "No, you're not going anywhere." So he kind of so he looks at it, and they're all like, "It's on the table. Go for it." And they're all like, "The guy's sort of one of the guys sort of bouncing up and down a little bit." So he's got that whole, "Go on, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it." Take it. So we're obviously missing a scene in here because when I come back, this is sort of around the time when I came back, right? And um. He gets taken and he gets put downstairs. But guess who's already hanging up downstairs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was trying to say, Hotshot chases after these guys. He crashes into them and they beat him up and tie him up in the basement. Okay, so not Hotshot. Sorry, sorry. Fuck. Kano. Kano. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Thank K- you, Scott. K- Kano chases after him on a motorcycle. He crashes into him. They chuck him in the car and they've got guns. And they beat the shit out of him. Tie him up. 
And then, like you said, the scene with um, Hotshot happens and they're both tied up downstairs in the basement. I thought we were in through that bit with Kano. No, we didn't. Oh, all right. My bad. I must have zoned out. So <laughs> Everybody's passed out at one point during this film. So <laughs> the thing is, I found the movie kind of fun to watch. It's just the, it was the singing bits. The, it was all the Mickey bits I couldn't stand. You try, if you, when you're trying to recount it in sequence, because it keeps going, like you said, it keeps going, you know, go see the accuser, go see Mickey, go to back to the biker hangout. Yeah. It's, it, it's all but... I mean, it's it's like the same. It's like the same four sets, and then they repeat three times. Yeah, I got uh, an email just come in from Scott from Perth. Yeah, and he says, "Write some notes when you guys do the podcast. Yeah, I'll take that, it on Vice, Scott. Thought. Thanks for <laughs> thanks, Scott. I'll remember to we don't do all that. have uh, great memories like Sam. Yeah, some of us. Yeah, so. Sam's got a great memory. He even forgot to be here. So <laughs> he's, he's, I'm going to put a sample of Sam something that Sam said right here. So what the hell happens next? Nineties mm. fit. No, no, it's saying it's to do with his memory. So I'm going to put it right here. So what the hell happens next? Okay, thanks, Sam. All right. Now, um... Actually, that's one thing before we go on. No one in this movie is is anything's fit, really, is there? Is uh, that... Hotshot's kind of... He's just skinny. He's just a kid, like... He's just a kid. Leave him just alone. Just like, like a young 18, 20-year-old. No, 70s fit, then. What do you think, Rachel? 70s huh? fit? 70s fit, like, maybe... maybe if normal you... people fit. Yeah. Just normal. Like, there's no fit... In like Sonny Chiba kicks ass, but like they show him with his shirt off briefly, and he's just meh. Sonny Chiba doing the hard yards on a farm in, o- in Okinawa kind of fit, I presume. Yeah. So they're both hanging up uh, down in this basement, and then I was pretty impressed by this though. Kano is essentially holding himself up with his arms and kicking this uh, like like a valve, like a valve on a pipe, and he's just hanging there, and it's like on the same pipe that he's holding, so he's sort of horizontal and a hot shot's just hanging there so you know it's not faked because hot shot is still hanging the right way and he's doing it for a really long time like a really long time he's kicking he's essentially he's doing plumbing while hanging upside down it's pretty great some good core strength yeah so then they come like then i can't remember their manager's name but the manager just says ah fucking kill him <laughs> kill them both of- so they so, go downstairs so the hired goons come down oh, every time i say hi hired goons i want you to put the real sample in <laughs> sure so they come down and they decide, tough luck, boys, we're going to shoot you. And he pulls out a gun and, and he just... He pulls out the forty-four, and he's he, like, I'm going to kill you with this forty-four. And, and, and Kano's like, you don't know how to shoot that forty-four. You're a bitch. And then the next thing you know, like, just right. as he's about to shoot him, Kano puts all his pressure on this pipe and the valve drops and steam just goes flooding out. And because he's cracked the pipe, they both fall down to the ground and the bad guys go flying back. And he picks up the forty-four, and he blows a guy's fucking head off. It's like a melon explodes. It's like, oh yeah, this movie's pretty great. I remember now. Some straight up police brutality. Man, pause that uh, scene because when you see that head there, I was like, that doesn't look real. It's no, it looks fake as hell. About to go. Yeah, that head is fake as hell. It's a giant watermelon. Any blood in this movie is very uh, tomato sauce red as well. It's a child's child's birthday balloon. Yeah, <laughs> filled with paint. Yeah, I see. <laughs> but he shoots a bunch of people, then he kicks them and punches them, and it's a, again, it's an okay fight. Like the fights that are in this film are pretty good. And here's another one, and they he beats the shit out of them, and Hotshot helps, and they escape. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. They hear the cops coming, and he he gives a gun to Hotshot and goes, "Look, get out of here, go now." So Hotshot takes off with a gun. The cops grab. Kano and they take him back and then they're interrogating t- Kano. And they're, they're kind of fighting him and beating him up but only as much as he wants them to beat him up because occasionally he just punches a dude. Like the, the head cop from the beginning is like 
saying something to him and he just does like this, looks at him from, from the side and just like literally lifts his hand up and hits him with the back of his hand and sends him flying back. Yep. And then he, then he says something about evidence and they're like, what, you know what it is? And they go, yeah, I'll show you. And it's like, what? No, you can't. And then, you know, so they don't trust him. They don't, they want to do anything to do but with him. But then he proves them wrong. He's like, uh, the girl that you poured, brought in was chubby. She was 60 kilos. Um, he's using the belt. He's handling the evidence poorly. Yes, but putting he's like, his fingerprints all over this evidence. Well, it's already they already know there's no fingerprints on it, right? So it doesn't matter if his fingerprints get on it. And he's like, so this this necklace that you got, it was only engraved three days ago, and this belt that you got wouldn't fit uh, the deceased. Wouldn't fit the deceased. So who's in there? And 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 they finally go, oh. But then the biker gang shows up, <laughs> drives in the Cause, fucking because what happened was. Um, there's a scene where Hotshot is somewhere near this. We got the chronological order stuffed up, so we're just going to go with this. Um, so Hotshot's driving, and the mysterious guy with the face mask um, chases him down. Yep. And then what he does is he um, he knocks him off the bike, and he falls into his car. I think he knocks him off his bike, and then he stops his car to find out if he's dead. And then at that point, Hotshot jumps into the car to fight him. Then the dude shoots him twice. Yes, that's right. And then he falls out of the car, and then the bad guy drives away. Mm. Um, and at this point, the biker gang goes to find goes to the police station to find if um, to find Kano. This is the greatest scene, and I, it's amazing. This scene is like, fantastic. This is an organized law enforcement place. This is, this is supposed to be their compound. There, these bikers just drive around, and the cops are like, "Ah, oh, they're like trying to herd cats or something like." But then that. they drive their motorbikes right inside and just start beating on the cops. And they tell Kano, "Man, Hotshot's been shot. Man, he needs your help." And he's like, "Okay, I've had enough of being under police custody. It's time for me to leave." And he just starts beating the shit out of the cops. It's great. It really, like, it, it's wonderful how he just like. But the the thing I, I like is the cops here. Um, they don't like. It's only when they. Only positively have to that they start pushing the guys off the bikes and yeah, start getting you know physical. like if this is any other place in the world. People will be like crash tackling guys on bikes and he essentially breaks out of the admin area of the police there's with a, a jacket. Yeah, yeah, he uses his jacket like he's just flicking away flies or something. But there's this great scene where he goes into the um, the interrogation room where they've taken one of the bikies who's given him the given him the information and they're sort of roughing this guy up and he breaks in. He's going, it's time to go. And and so the the bikey goes out with him, but the bikey has his blood up, so he runs back in there and starts fighting him. <laughs> and then Kano has to grab him and pull him out by scruffy's neck. Come on, we gotta stop beating on these cops. We gotta get out of here. And the great thing is Kano jumps on the bike with a girl. Like he just like I'm not going with no guy. I'm going with this girl. She's this, the craziest driver here. Yep. So they take off. I gotta say, uh, during this movie, the makeup of people being bruised and fucked up is kind of cool. Yeah, it's all right. Like people look legit messed up, bruised up. Like, Kano has this, this bandage on the side of his face and he stays with him for like 90% of the movie. Like, yeah, it doesn't go away like in a lot of other films where yeah, he'd, have, he'd have a, an injury and then by the next scene, it's gone. No, in this movie, it stays the whole they time. They have bruises that kind of stay and grow. For the, that makes you think they're they real. They get a bit purple. Yeah. So they, um, they take off. They get to where uh, Hotshot's been hiding. But Hotshot's been killed while they've been gone. Dun, dun. So, they, he, so what's his name jumps on a bike because he sees the um, he looks the the, he, he looks running. out a window and he sees like out in a car park the guy in, running towards the car and just like a Doberman he's like I gotta chase that man I so don't know if that man's my my target but 
I'm going to run and chase him. He does him this anyway. really cool see, uh, stunt where he just jumps off the um, the balcony and lands. It looks like three stories. Yeah. I know they cut the very end, so he probably actually landed on a mat, and then they show him on the ground. But he still did that three-story jump. Yeah, like, it's very... The stunts, like, they may not be the most dangerous... Well, they could if you, you know, that... that, that I mean, in the building scene would probably, you know, if you... It's like the came, same kind of shit you'd see at El Cabello Blanco. <laughs> or like at, at Movie World or something. Like, not not too scary, but kind of, you know. Like, if you haven't done that, you'd be terrified. But like him, it's just like... The, the stunts aren't over the top like Jackie Chan, but they're impressive just because he did them. Yes. I got to get out of here. Um, so... There's he, a face-off between uh, the crooked cop. And we find out it's the cop, the, the hot-headed cop this whole time. Who's wanted to? He's like, this this town's full of scum, and I'm the I'm gonna clean it all up. The backstory behind this uh, this hot headed cop is the fact that he got transferred to this department from detective work, and he's held a grudge because um, he's a very aggressive cop, and he, he that's why he was transferred. Yeah, he, he he breaks the rules and does all things his own way, and unfortunately, like you can't. He kills do that. prostitutes for fun. He's a serial killer. The one is always like, a, like you know, cleaning up the bad women of the town, kind of. Yeah, and he's like, I don't want to kill you. He sounds a- like he's about to write a manifesto. All the charlatans and all the people that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. But then he, he doesn't want to hurt Sonny, so he's like, you stay there. I'm going to go. So he sort of hits him in the back of the head and then punches him in the gut and then runs to his car. Basically, he's not a prostitute, so I don't, I don't need to kill you. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't seem to have a problem killing bikers either. But yeah. it's more, he's like, you should understand me. We're the same, man. You're all like playing against the rules and beating people up. And I play against the rules and beat people up. So what's the difference, really? He's trying to form a tag team. You know what the difference is? Saying Chip is a misogynist. <laughs> he doesn't raise his hand to women. He doesn't kill them? No, he doesn't kill women. No, it's against the priestess. The priestess would be pissed. She'll, Probably. She'll lay the smack down. And he gets a uh, one-off. Just kidding. As, as the, the guy's driving away, he gets his perfect shot on the wheel and he does a flip. Pulls out the 44. He does ask him though, doesn't he? He does a, why are you hanging out with all these bikies and stuff? He's like, man, because I'm a freewheeling dude. Basically, yeah. It's like, he just says, look, you know. The- Sonny Cheap is Jesus? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> you burn the book of the mighty Jimmy? Um, the mighty Sonny I was actually no. expecting the car to spin out and then do an explosion but maybe I was asking too much from this movie yeah I don't think they have the budget for an exploding car I did like the fact that he, he ran through two two puddles this movie like oh, yeah. the bad guy ran through two puddles this is, that's, and that's he almost fell over work. both that's times that's stunt work yeah almost fell he, over by, both times because as a man who has slipped in some puddles in his time yeah. I was like Ooh. <laughs> there goes your knee mm. anyway he sh- they both scream at each other and, and Sonny Chiba shoots him and it's over. <laughs> he's like, don't shoot. And it's like, ah. Because he, he, he's thinking of, um, he thinks of Hot Shot or, or no, or some or the girl or the, he has flashes. No, that's later on. Sorry. I was going to say the, the dying scene is great stunt work as well, is to propel myself into the giant puddle, yep. roll around and then be frozen immediately. Yep. Can I, um, can I just go one step back? I forgot, we forgot to mention one of the greatest things I've ever seen, which is Sonny Chiba sliding on the top of that car as he came out of the police station. Slid right over, right not not across the bonnet, but across the top of the car. So he does yeah. a Superman leap and like yeah. literally slides on his belly, like down the front of the car. <laughs> it, it was actually I forgot all about that. That was it. It was great because it's the only cop car that hasn't got sirens or anything on the top. I just love how they convenient make all the, really. The biker scenes look so chaotic. Like Tokyo is like a lawless town with all these bikers. Like three, four of them, like you know, <laughs> and every other the scene town. there's nobody the on the street. Police can't keep up with them. <laughs> yeah. Like literally, the cops are like oh, 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 running around like. What do we do? And I just like, as I said, like this is all chaos, but every other street's like empty. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the bad serial killer's dead. Hooray! And then 
we did miss a really weird scene, which it doesn't. It's not really important. Of Mickey's manager essentially blackmailing this other producer with his gay. We assume oh, that was weird. That was a bit of a weird scene. There's also a scene where it's Mickey. Like a, yeah, I don't know. Mickey not, is not another smart movie, but like. A no, he's 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 be, essentially that it, it's it's intimated that so the producer the producer has a singer in the same competition. That singer is very effeminate, and I think we're supposed to intimate that it's the producer's gay lover as well. He's yeah. and he's essentially whipping him and like Mickey's manager's offsider is whipping and beating this dude, and they've got a film of it, and I guess they get him to. He's Not the only win? competition that can yeah. be, yeah. yeah, that can beat Mickey. It's so. this weird side story about her trying to. She's he's the only competition for her, and I guess it sort of sets up that these managers guys are all bad dudes. Basically, yakuza. Like I yeah. said, he's definitely yakuza. But I, he sort of describes his plight as being like, I'm this yakuza guy, and I saw this down on her luck lady, and I brought her back from America and took her off the streets and. Got to clean and no, no, no. Like we, oh, th- there's, all right. There's three things going on here. First thing, um, the the guy that um, is her her competition. He's this hotshot manager, and he is he. The guy's actually asking him for tips, and he's like, "If you're going to copy the Americans, you won't win the Japanese heart." And so he has to find a way to get that guy out of the because this other manager's like, he's an older guy, but he's just like cocky. He's like. Kiss the ring, you know that. That's he's got that attitude. He's got a. He's, he's establishment per- entertainment. He's got that perfect look to his kind of like. Oh, he's a bit of a dandy kind of. He'd be batting himself down with a wet paper towel, like. Oh my heavens! Hedonism, bot. Yeah, pretty <laughs> so much. There's, there's a second scene we've missed too, where there's a Mickey is sort of. I don't know if she's actually on drugs or she needs the fix, and she's sort of looking at these flowers. And there's a rose with all the thorns on it, and she grabs a rose and by the stem, so all the thorns pierce her. And she sort of looks at her hand and it's all bloody and she sort of like gets a... It's a bit dramatic, isn't it? And Kano's like, hey, I know your secrets. You can come with me. You're, you're not who you say you are. And she's like... <gasps> but the third thing is the guy that actually shot the video is actually the head manager, Yakuza guy's prison bitch. Like they're in the same cell together. They got out together. So it's like bonded brother, they calls him. So he's like the guy that does all the the shifty work and, and you know... The second kind of unnecessary scene, I think, like exposition. Yeah, but they want to make the B plot. Actually, there's sort of three plots. There's the A plot, which is him, which is Kano. There's the B plot, which is, I would say, Mickey. And then there's a C plot, which is that serial killer crap. And there's D plot, which is a pig. Which is a pig, yeah. The F pig. plot, which is tits and... <laughs> no, none of them are double D. Boom! <laughs> so, they move on. They, I just wanted to bring that up because we're about to get to a scene where... Mickey's in a, in this. She's in the competition, Night of Stars or whatever it is. What uh, Star song, Search? Or Star something. Search, something. Um, and she can't go on, so we find out that the manager gives in and gives her heroin. We, I assume it's heroin. I have some sort of drug. Some sort inject. of drug to get her to go out on stage. Pulls out a little silver box and he starts putting this needle together, which is, which is kind of ironic. And this has got absolutely nothing to do with the movie, but. I just found it weird that um, this scene happened and then I was watching a wrestling match where they did a blood test in the middle of the match, DDT. We watched uh, DDT Peter Pan 2019 uh, this afternoon and part of the stipulation was that uh, was a multi-weapon it's rumble. Weapon match, yeah. And uh, one of the weapons was a drug te- uh, blood test. That's so a weapon? Doctor, so in the middle of this ring... This it, was rest- like, it was like boss's phone number. What other things were, were weapons? Plastic crates and it, it was just... I mean, it's got nothing to do with the film, but literally, like, 
the, the stipulation was the boss had to sit down in the middle of the ring and this doctor comes out and actually takes vials of blood from this boss dude and he nearly taps out because of the pain. <laughs> just- yeah, so if you like wrestling, watch DDT Pro Wrestling. Anyway. <laughs> but it's just like these two two uh, like needle what things pop in. Yeah, what are you doing, Christian? Let's Christian keep going. Saw, Christian, Christian saw two needles ne- today. Christian likes needles. Don't go donate blood now. I'll yep. just I'll go right out and do that. Shall Red I? Cross needs your love. Um, <laughs> so they she's doing the star search thing, and and at, during this process, uh, Kano goes and makes a visit to the manager who's up in a random room. You think he'd be down there on the floor at this point in time? Like he, he was. He said, oh, "There's a guy I want to see you up in the." Yeah. So they meet up there, and Kano's like, "You know what?" And then he gives him a big old story about how he found her in New York, and that he he tried he got out, and he's he's helped to get clean, and. Then, then they dropped the bombshell, which we kind of already know is that Mickey killed the other girl. It wasn't him. It was Mickey doing it to like cover her tracks. And we already know she doesn't want her past to be found out. So she's like just burning everything behind her, including ladies. I never picked up on that at all. <laughs> no, I, I got to admit, I, I never. But one of the things I do think is worth mentioning is when the, the boss guy is explaining about how he found her, she was basically just, she was on drugs. She was, and this is the words they use, black Bar, um, drinking in black bars. Yeah, in New York. Like, in New York, but he he said her voice. It was something in her voice. Like he picked up. Like, it wasn't just like he saw her and felt sorry for her. There was something in her voice that he saw that you know that he heard. Yeah. And then then he shows her photos. It's like, what did you say, Rach? Modeling. Oh, because she's actually she's actually a model, pretty famous model at that time. So it just looks like her side shots from like her. Magazine shoots, yeah, it's really. Pretty, so that's yeah. what I was like. Ah. All these black and white photos of her, like walking, going through the Midwest or of America, and there's one picture where she stubs a toe, and then she's like eating an apple, eating an yeah. apple, posing with a flower. Yeah, it's pretty boring. Um, so, at but this they kind of froze it like, oh, these are the photos of her before. Look at what a trash bag she was. I, know, like, I was like, the nice okay. modeling photos. <laughs> she's fine. She went from a junkie to this this beautiful singer, and that, that's it's kind of the exposition they're trying to push forward. But yeah, it doesn't really work. Uh, but while this is all going on, the dude's mooks are all sort of surrounding him. And, and then it, there's, a, there's another final scene where he takes his gun and he, he puts one bullet in and he kills three people. Like, Kano kills three people with one bullet. It's amazing. He just the, shoots two what, of them all. There's the, the sort of a bit more to that. Like, there's this... Kano and the guy are talking. And these three guys are trying to sort of sneak to this side door. They burst the door open. They've, all three have got guns. And they're like, give us a word, boss, and we'll take him. And Kano just, like... <laughs> that's when Kano does this thing where one bullet... Splits into three. <laughs> like he leaves. Well, it doesn't split into three. It goes through three people. <laughs> and like they're not even standing behind each other in a perfect line. It's, it, you, when you see this, if you see this scene, you understand what we mean. It's like it's this explosive magic high. bullet. So Kano and the boss have a bit of a, a shootout. Yep. And uh, the boss is standing like he's shooting between, like in the gap, the crack in the door, the crack in the door, not at the front of like where the yeah, where the, the hinges, hinges are. are. So he's shooting through there, and then. Um, Kano puts his he's out of bullets but he's got the special magic bullet that uh, Hotshot had and he puts that in and he shoots right through the goddamn door and the wall and all this feathers burst everywhere like, the thing is, is he's there and he's got, yeah it looks like a pillow fight so like, you know paint all over the place yeah. him, he, him throwing himself on the bed and then the pillow fight <laughs> he puts the, the bullet everywhere. in and he has these flashes of all the evidence the burnt body and all the all the thing going through his head and he's sort of like <laughs> he, likes to, he likes to yell when he pulls the trigger the uh, the scene where he, he dies in the bed and the, the feathers are everywhere. They should have had like some kind of slowed down piano music. It's like, yeah, it would have been great. Also, there's something that happens during this shootout that I think is interesting and you don't really see that often, or in my, my opinion. Uh, the boss shoots at 
Kano and he shoots one of the dead henchmen in the lake and you see yeah. the bullet go in. It's like, oh shit, I've never really seen that before. Yeah, they never bother anim- like squibbing up dead people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's probably happened a billion times, but I don't know, I just paid attention. It's like, oh, that's kind of interesting. You're awake for that part. Huh? What? Huh? <laughs> now, so at this point, the movie's almost wrapping up. Um, Kano goes to see Mickey and he says, I know who you are, blah, blah, blah. You should come with me. I don't want to hand you over to the, pol- the, the Tokyo police. We should take you home. And then deal with shit there. She's like, I'm not that person anymore. You don't know anything. Blah, blah, blah. And then she goes and sings a fucking song again. Jesus She, she actually wins the competition. And Of course she wins the competition. It's been rigged. You should check if you can buy that as a uh, single. My memory. I'm a downloading seven, it as we speak. Single. Oh, so, my God. It's such a bad song. I'll buy it for you for Christmas or your birthday. Can you buy me a DJ remixed version at least? <laughs> Put some backbeat behind it. And the yeah. good thing about this song is um, when you like, reggae version. <laughs> the good thing about this song is too, you don't actually need to move your lips to sing it. No, it's she magic. proved that really well. I, every time she sing it, her lips also, is like. I also wanted to point out, me and Christian had, an, had a bit of an argument while we we're watching it. Um, they're out in the rain. I don't. A, I don't know why she's outside during the middle of this concert thing that she's supposed to be in. But Smoking. She, Smoker, yeah. No, she, yeah, maybe. But then. Um, <laughs> She gets an umbrella and she walks back in. She's perfectly dry. And Chris is like, eh. She had no... I was like, no way. She completely dry. It was raining real heavy. And Chris <laughs> is like, she had an umbrella. I'm like, nah. Your exact words were, umbrellas aren't magical. <laughs> Just stand under the hair dryers in the toilet until your dress dries. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. Anyway, so that, that was a good five minutes of our life that um, I thought was well spent um, talking about the benefits of magical umbrellas. And then uh, Kano throws out the shells again and starts going through his magic bullshit and he realises that, that y- Yuna's dead but I think it's because she's sort of killed herself through turning into Mickey or something. It's He's got this metaphorical. look on his- he, he does the shell thing. He's got this look on his face as if... And then all the flashes start coming through of the dead bodies again and that. And it's like... That photo's creepy, by the way. Yeah, it's really good. I don't know. It, but it's like... It's this, fake as hell. Yeah, at well... This, at yeah. this point, you're sort of thinking... Well, I don't know about you guys, but I was thinking there, did he get it wrong? Yeah, I had no idea what he was freaking out for. Like, like, did was, he get it wrong and then all this time he's like... Even though she... Because she never actually admits to killing him. He just says, oh, so you you found everything out. It could have been sarcastic. You know, she never actually admits to killing them. This, it may not, maybe, maybe the bad guy lied and he did kill them. But she's definitely that person. Like, there's, a, there's a tear coming down the side of her makeup that's running. Yeah, so she's killed her old self to, have the, to be the new self. And I guess he decides, nah, I'll just leave it as it is. And then um, and he leaves, and then he, the he walks. He walks out to a thing, pulls the pig out, and says, "I'm sorry for keeping you so confined in the upsack. Let's go home." And he's walking this pig in the rain, and it's just the. It's John Wick. You said it's John Wick. Like at the end of John Wick one, when he's walking with the dog, it's in the ju- rain. In the rain, it's just like John Wick. I, I hate to say it because I love the John Wick movies to death, and if I could do a cast to do them, I'd review them to hell and back. But this. Predates John Wick with a pig. I'm just... Oh. So essentially, Sonny Chiba murdered everybody around Mickey to get her to come back to the island. She was like, hey, screw you. He's like, eh, I tried. The city is shit. Home. The city's a pile of shit. Go back to the country where it's better. And then we cut to the DVD menu because uh, there's no credits. Yeah. No end credits. credits. This is great. I love this. I love this feature in those old movies. Like, no credits they whatsoever. Just have the, the, the beginning, beginning credits. credits. Yeah. It's like, we don't want anyone to know we made this movie. So we're just going to like go straight to the DVD. So menu. can we get like, a consensus here? Rachel kind of thinks, and I kind of agree, maybe a lot of the dialogue was re-recorded because some of the scenes I ex- don't really match I think up. Because I think most of the 
the sound is actually in the studio. Like when someone walks past an umbrella, someone makes an umbrella noise. Yeah, I, I assume like a lot of old movies, the dialogue and everything isn't. It's all what's it called? Um, a something ADV AP. Like it's it's done post. Yeah, like they don't use this. They usually are recording on set, but they usually overdub it. Not all of it, but I think there's certain scenes, not just the singing either, but where there's uh, no. They do it a mm. lot in old movies. It wouldn't surprise me at all. I would say places where it's outside and raining stuff or outside in traffic i could probably agree with that because there's some weird things where like it sounds like a door shutting but there's two doors that are open yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i think um i think i would say the outside shots definitely i I would go with that but not the inside ones so it sounds like we're a bit confused and confuddled from watching this movie but uh it is a that's nothing new for this cast it's it's a slightly slower pace this movie and there's like limited sets yeah and i I think if i wasn't recording a podcast then i would not pay so much attention to all these little things that yeah. and that I know in an older movie that wouldn't be consistent anyway. There's some nice shots like of Japan in the 70s, obviously in Japan. It's, it's not. It's not the most. It's not stylistically. It's not that stylish. Like there's no. Like, oh, there's a cool apartment, or there's you know, there's yeah, some nice I like, shots. I like looking around in the streets and stuff and thinking what Showa Japan was back then, mm-hmm. kind of thing. These older films, they have a very different style to them um, than we do nowadays, which is, I mean, that's obvious, but. Just the way they they shoot things to the way that a scene would be shot now, um, you can really like, like twisting cameras and shit like that. Yeah, like no steady cam is something that in the beginning of this, it's it shows um, the streets of Tokyo, and it's just a guy holding a camera, like a, a proper film camera, you know. And there's no steady cam. He's no not on a platform. He's just literally walking with it, so it's moving up and down. And it's a bit shaky. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure about that camera it's on the deliberate. pig. Not, no, no, because he's actually... You can see when he takes the steps, but the thing about it is that's just something they did for this film. Like, I mean, I've done other films, but like the way they've done it, and just, it just shows you a different style of, of, uh, of the film. Pig camera, cameras on the pig. <laughs> but like compa- comparing this to contemporary films, con- comparing this to like, a, like what I thought it was going to be, like a wolf guy, it's, it, it, is, it is far more by the numbers. It's nowhere near as stylistic as I thought it was going to be, but it's still quite good. I enjoyed it. It was an alright film. I would actually go as far to say as this is more a plot-driven film than a um, than an action film. In yeah, it's a it's a police sort of cop sh- movie sort of thing. It's it's Dirty Harry, but like, with kung fu hits. Like to be honest with well, you, if fu, this karate, this movie was um, was to be remade, I think, or, or if it was, it was remade, well. I think this movie needed to be longer. This is one of the few times I'll ever say this, but this holy m- shit, no. really? <laughs> to ex- like honestly. These days, to expand on the story, if they could have made plot, if they could have made the serial killer plot a bit more, compl- more fleshed out, that complex. might have been good. Instead so of having it as a C plot, move Mickey to a C plot, move the serial killer to a B plot, and build that out a bit. That might have worked. I can so, see where Christian's coming from. It's like seems like that maybe they cut some of it out for the yeah, final. Yeah, they, prob- they quite possibly did. Um, there's a lot of character development probably needed to be doing, and a bit more juxtaposition for the storyline, but. I mean, it's a good film. It's it's not a bad film. No, it's um, all right. It, it's, it's quite it's quite a, a good film, but it's slow in parts. Yeah, um, I just yeah, it, it seems to be. Uh, this is kind of like uh, for me, and I know Rachel, you don't like. I'm not going on it, but for, this is kind of like um, the film called um, We Were Warriors, or what was it? We were. Was that what it called? We huh? were warriors. We are legends. We are legends. Sorry, and that has a lot of for me a lot of answered questions, and this has got a couple of them too, like a few um, few. Uh, questions I think 
Could Maybe have been they were answered in the manga. Yeah, I was just thinking if you look at the source material instead, because I mean, there's probably not going to be a terrible lot of fleshed out it's plot a, in there anyway. Sun- Sunny so. Chiba is kind of portrayed as this bumpkin who's got a spiritual side, but he's also a badass. And he's also he's uh, also smarter than sm- he appears. Yeah, he's a smart yeah. cop. So it's a, it's, an, it's a good I may premise. Only be a, I'm a, <laughs> a hyper chicken, <laughs> simple hyper country a chicken, country bumpkin. Your Honor, I'm just a simple hyper chicken from a backwoods asteroid policeman. Uh, okay. But I know this kind of actually. This reminds me of a series of western films uh, called Billy Jack. Um, it's kind of based similar like that, where Billy Jack's like a um, a North American cop. Does basically the same thing. He's, he goes to towns and solves murders and stuff. All right. So out of this, is there a move that you want to do? I'd like to be able to jump three stories and survive. <laughs> yeah, his ankles must be. Yeah, his ang- ankles must be made of steel. <laughs> I want to be able to cut a table in half with perfect samurai position. <laughs> I don't care what anybody else says. It's either that or I'd check your pulse. <laughs> I guess you guys already stole the hang from the ceiling business, so. No, no one said that. I did hang from the ceiling. Uh, I thought I you were talking, talking about ankles of steel. Because uh, you said ankles of steel and I thought at the pipes. Well, yeah, hanging from the That the is pipes. amazing core strength. Yeah. Where are you, Scott? Leap over a cop car. Uh, slide <laughs> over. Yeah, that's that's pretty good too. Um, so thank you very much for hey, listening. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. Hey, what? what stunt do you think hurt the most? Hurt the most? What stunt hurt the most? That would be the jump. Three-story jump for sure. Glass through the window? Maybe. That did look... That looked fake, but at the same time, painful. That was studio, but still. Yeah. I think flipping onto a bed and all those feathers going everywhere would be bad for that person's sinuses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's that too. Hey, uh, if you have a comment, question, suggestion. Maybe my, having my head explode would be Get in touch. Fall into a p- puddle. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Your knees. Oh, oh, I feel it. Oh, oh, ow, ow. Pull it. I just pulled a, pulled a tendon. Get in touch. AsianActionCast.gmail.com. Uh, I think we're on Facebook slash uh, Instagram. Just one more thing, Scott. What? Just one more thing. What? Nothing. Nothing? I just want to be Columbo. I'm trying. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, we hope you uh, enjoyed the, uh, the, new, uh, the new cast from the, the brand new studios and new equipment and everything like that. Um, it's uh, good to be back in the game now. and uh, we Hopefully should... this sounds good. Yeah, and we will uh, get the, uh, the cast train rolling. Um, got a few new ideas coming up. So no, we don't. We have no new ideas. <laughs> we really don't, <laughs> but I'm going to fake all right? it. Don't expect anything more from us. Christian says new ideas, he means we're reading the magazine. <laughs> yeah! I've got some new ideas that I'm going to pitch to these guys. And we're going to veto them every time. So, yeah, probably will, but... Um, Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>